Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with Kristen Myers, Senior VP of IT at Mount Sinai Health. In this segment, we talk about what she believes have been the keys to the organization's successful EPIC rollouts. The one area leaders can't overlook when planning a major project and why it's so important to recognize those who have gone above and beyond. So I think the best place to start is with an overview of Mount Sinai Health System. I know you're really a pretty large system, but just some general information about the number of hospitals, some of the uh, ambulatory offerings, things like that. Sure. So Mount Sinai Health System is in New York City. We have uh, seven hospitals. Five are in Manhattan, one in Queens, and one in Brooklyn. We have a very large ambulatory footprint. Uh, we have around 4 million visits per year, every specialty that you can think of. And in, I would say, uh, not just Manhattan, but all of the boroughs of New York, I would say the majority of our patients are Medicare and Medicaid, north of 50%, and then we have a mix of uh, self-pay and commercial. Okay. And, of course, being in New York City, it's a pretty competitive area as far as healthcare. so I'm sure that that has to be on your mind. Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest challenges that I have is around talent management, uh, not mm -hmm. just, you know, in healthcare IT, but we're also competing with financial firms and other technology companies, quite frankly, right. uh, for the same resources. Yeah, oh, sure. There's obviously so many people in New York City, but when you talk about the really top people and talented people, they have a lot of options, too. So I'm, I can see how that can be challenging. Yes. And now, in terms of the clinical application environment, the health system uses EPIC, and is that in all of the hospitals? So we actually merged with Continuum Health Partners around five years ago. And at that point, we had EPIC at our main hospital, which is the 1,100-bed academic um, medical center up at 98th and Madison. And we also mm -hmm. had EPIC rolled out in our ambulatory areas and at Mount Sinai Queens Hospital. So when we merged with Continuum Health Partners, there were a bunch of legacy systems such as GE PRISM, which support ends in June of 2020. And so we've been steadily migrating the hospitals off that platform. So we have two hospitals that have already been converted to EPIC, and we have another two that will be converting within the year. So we okay. have one go live, actually. Brooklyn will be in September of this year, and Beth Israel um, will go live in May of uh, 2020. Okay. And in general, have those gone fairly well? I know that there's so much that can happen when you are going live with a system like Epic. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the key differentiators has been our executive sponsors and the leaders mm -hmm. at Mount Sinai Health System, you know, really making it a priority and using it as an opportunity also to standardize protocols across the health system where we can. So it's been a fantastic initiative and a deep commitment, though, from our leadership and physicians and nurses. Yeah. And when you talk about the executive sponsors, making it a priority, 
does that mean also just being willing to invest the resources that are needed for training and, and support, things like that? Absolutely. You know, we have um, physician and nurse informatics team members that are dedicated to the project. And, you know, we make sure that, you know, we actually pay uh, for physician and nurse involvement uh, in mm-hmm. the project so that, you know, all of the decisions that are made are really based on clinical input. We don't consider our EPIC implementations IT implementations. They're really around mm-hmm. clinical transformation, and I think that's mm-hmm. an important point. Yeah, it is, and I guess when you talk about it like a clinical transformation, is that something where it factors into how you create the strategy, or um, can you give some, some thoughts on that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we've done very early on, actually, in uh, the EPIC program was to create an IT PMO. And as part of the program management office, there's a whole discipline around change management. Mm-hmm. And you know, really understanding the human factors in an implementation mm-hmm. and what it takes for physicians and nurses to really make the switch from one system to another and mm-hmm. being able to actually address those needs. And I think that is extremely important in any program, but specifically around programs that are clinical in nature. Right. Yeah, and there's no easy way to do that, especially when you're dealing with so many different needs and uh, personality types. And I guess that's where it's a big factor to have the physician and nurse leaders and to have them be able to really communicate out the different needs and and really uh, be that kind of that bridge. Yes, absolutely. And in terms of some of the the earlier uh, go-lives or the go-lives that have happened, what do you think were some of the biggest challenges? Each of the hospitals really have a different culture. And I think being able to recognize and adapt um, the implementations Uh, to the culture and the specific needs. Um, So I would say an example would be, you know, as we actually kicked off Beth Israel implementation last week, recognizing that, you know, we've done a lot of work in EPIC and, you know, that we'll be bringing, you know, a standardized build to the hospital. However, you know, they are a behavioral health facility and making sure that we're going to be able to customize appropriately based on the clinical need, I think is really important. Great. That's something that that you've been able to address to the point where with the subsequent future rollouts, it's something that won't be as big of a challenge? Yeah, I don't think so, because I think the approach that we take is the standardization, you know, we look at 80-85% being mm-hmm. rolled out across the health system. But we always take into account that there are variances mm-hmm. at each of the sites. So I think making sure that we understand the variances and making sure that the physicians and nurses and other support staff feel that their voices have been heard as mm-hmm. part of the program, uh, I think leads to, you know, success of the overall program. Right. Right. And I, I've seen something about recognition for for some of the, the individuals or, or teams who were 
really had um, excelled in uh, in their use of Epic. And do you think that that's, that's something important to really make sure that those who are putting in the extra effort are recognized? Oh, absolutely. And, you mm-hmm. know, as part of our change management strategy, we also have, you know, a number of celebrations uh, that occur as part of the go live and post go live, um, not just for the IT team members and, you know, the clinical informatics teams, but, you know, also the operations teams and, you know, making sure that they feel recognized in the efforts uh, that they've gone through because change is very hard, you know, and I think it is not focused on enough as part of these mm-hmm. major transitions. Right. So just the simplest changes in workflow can really make an impact on on how someone's able to do their job. Yes. Okay. What would you say are some of the other priorities that uh, you're focused on? You know, one of the priorities that, you know, I think is extremely important to the health system is setting up a system-wide clinical command center, which has been operational for the last month and is run by our COO and CMO jointly. And all of the leaders uh, from the health system actually join at 10.30 every day and, you know, for a system-wide huddle. You know, we have developed dashboards and data to really support the system huddle and I think that, you know, that's a tremendous opportunity to learn from each other and also to make database decisions across the health mm-hmm. system. So that's been uh, an enormous initiative that has been going on for some time, um, but is now operational. So really proud of the teams, the operation teams, and also the IT teams who worked in such a collaborative way to get it operational. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you just mentioned before about change management, and this is something that I'm sure people had to adjust to, but the benefits outweigh the kind of interruptions or however you want to put that. Right. You know, I have to say it's extremely well executed. You know, it's very clear what the rules of the road are, what should mm-hmm. be reported out, what shouldn't be reported out, and the order in which, you know, leaders actually speak to um, what's occurring at their site. And I think what's unique about this is it just isn't the hospitals that are included. It is the ambulatory sites as well. Yeah. So hearing their challenges, whether it's they're having telephony issues or whether they're having desktop issues or even epic issues, it's tremendously helpful also to me as a leader within the organization. Right. Being such a large organization, it seems like a good way to, to try to ensure that, that people are aware of what's going on. Well, exactly. Exactly. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.